evening, good afternoon, good morning. My name is Malachi and I am joined as always by Hollywood. Hollywood Fletch. How's it going, Hollywood Fletch? I'm, st- I'm really hungover still. Why? You're about boozing. What do you mean, why? You're always out boozing, Fletch. Yeah, That's why. Now. You're boozing now. Tuesday, Fletch, we're back Tuesday. <laughs> what did we do last Put time? Put some spunk in it. Put, come on, lively yourself up. Live live oh. Okay, ready. We're doing one of your favourites this week, mate. We are? We need to... Oh, have a look. What are we doing this week, Fletch? Queen of the Damned! Queen of the Damned! Oh, my God! I'm going to go ahead and maybe spoil the uh, spoil this uh, podcast by just giving you my opinion straight up. Okay, okay. I think this is poss- possibly one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> Well, as is tradition with this podcast, we do like a sequel, don't we, Bob? We like a sequel that is generally not quite as good as the first one. And, what you, uh, what, what? and, and, and uh, we've done it again. We've done it again. We've picked Hold another one. Up. So Hold you think up. This, do you think this one's better than the original? I think this is better than any vampire film that's ever come out. Name, name me a vampire film. Well, Vamp. Better than that. Lost Boys. Better than that. From Dust Till Dawn. Better than that. 30 Days a Night. Better than that. Oh, God. Dracula. Better than that. The one with Keanu Reeves in it. Better than that. Well, you're just going to say that whatever I say, aren't I? Catch on, catch on quick, you Catch well. So, yeah, it's a sequel. It's a sequel, Fletch. Another sequel, because we like sequels. I like to think of it as a standalone film. Okay. Okay. It's better than the book. It's better... It's better than the book. And Rice is going to come round our house and burn the house down, mate. No. This film changed my life. Fletch, t- tell me, for like, what, was 2002 was this? Were I was the little, right age, little, I was the right age. Little grubby Fletch, 2002. Yeah. What were you doing? 2002, how old, oh god, I've got to do maths now. How old have I been in 2002? About 16. 15? Fif- yeah. Okay, so I was 15 years old when this film came out. Yeah. Were you into The Crow a lot as well at this sort of time? I was, I was into, uh, I was very into new metal. Yeah. I was very into Limp Biscuit, Disturbed. What? Static X. Yeah. And uh, this little band called Corn. Oh, yeah. Oh, I tell you, the singer's got a beautiful voice, isn't he? The voice angelic, of an angel. Angelic. Angelic. So for you, this was a bit of an, This was like. An absolute cream dream. Oh, my God. I'd read the books as well. Mm. So did you like the original one? You like the first one with Tom Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and uh, Christian Schrader? I mean, I mean, it's okay. Right. So, well, this one picks up straight after that. Basically, this film doesn't it? Straight after that, just ignore that to... last film. Ignore yeah, that last okay. film. Well, we got who's in this one then, Fletch? We haven't got Tom, Tom Cruise. Is he playing the stat in this? Because he was the stat in the first one, wasn't he? No, this film is starring Stuart Townsend. Who who the hell is Stuart Townsend? Who the hell is Stuart Townsend? Yeah, he was engaged. <laughs> to know who he is? <laughs> he was engaged to Charlie Theron. Right. Well, that doesn't. So what? What does that mean? What films has he been in? He was in Queen of the Goddamn Damned. Okay, yeah, but I I thought he was. Uh... He was in Lord of the Rings. He was, yeah, for four days. He was. <laughs> he was originally cast as Aragorn. And then they sacked him because he's too young. He's too young. Has and he been in anything else? What, is, he, is he like a soap opera man or something? I don't know. I don't know where I know him from. He was in Will and Grace. He was oh, in like one go. episode of Will and oh, Grace. Oh, that'll be where I recognise him from then. He just he does the voice of Ron Weasley for Robot Chicken. That'll be it. He's done well out of this. Ironically, he did yeah. this instead of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. So, Mate, yeah. dodged a bullet there. The bullet, he could have yeah. been in Lord of the Rings. I mean, who's seen that? Who's who? <laughs> rubbish. I mean, New Zealand aren't still banging on about it twenty years later. I mean, who was who was the guy who was in that? I couldn't tell you, mate. Couldn't tell you. I can't. See it. There was a load of tiny blokes. Yeah. Beard. Uh, big beardy fella. Big beard. Pointy ears. Ears. Uh, and the, oh, you're on about the fella from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three with the <laughs> robot leg. I know what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, he ain't he ain't a tasty dish like Stuart Townsend. Also talking about sequels, we've got the crow in this one, Fletch. Brandon Lee? No, not Brandon Lee, no. The uh, sad French one from the second one. Oh. Ed Furlong? No, that's the fourth one. Oh. When he's the sad Mexican. <laughs> and then there's the third one we watched, which was awful as well. But yeah, the guy, um, Vincent Perez... 
Okay. So far, we've got Aragorn, the French crow that killed Iggy Pop in the second one. Yeah. Who else we got? Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Doctor Who's in it. Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Paul McGann. The ninth ninth Doctor. (laughs) Paul McGann's in it. (laughs) Okay, okay. Who else is in it? Can we think of anybody else off the top of our heads? Well, off the top of our heads, we've watched it four times in the past two weeks. Aaliyah? Oh, Aaliyah, yeah. I'm, I'm on about, like... Tat level. Okay. Tat level. <laughs> I mean, Aaliyah. She's too good for yeah. this. Aaliyah, of course. The last film, and only film that Aaliyah ever made, I believe. It's the last one she did. Because it's not she the did. last. It's not the only film. Well, God rest her soul. She died not long after this. Mm. Yeah. They hadn't completed the ADR for the film either. So that that hot Jamaican voice. Yeah, that's actually her brother. And they changed his voice to make it sound more feminine. Oh. And he did the ADR for Aaliyah. So that... Hot Jamaican voice that you've been jerking off to is actually Aaliyah's brother. That's also, great. don't jerk off to her. She's dead, man. Come on. Because uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit older than Fletch. Not too much older, but uh, to about 10 years. <laughs> so this is to Fletch what The Crow was to me, I believe, in the 90s. This is the equivalent of The Crow. This, I, I watched that film to death. This is, this is Honestly, I watched this film so many times. Mm. I had the soundtrack on CD... Without Jonathan Davis on it. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he couldn't sing on the actual CD on the album because mm. of contractual issues, even yeah. though he fucking wrote it and sung it in the film. Oh, mate. Oh, it's all red tape. He's the voice of the vampire. Beautiful, angelic. But, I mean, of are you, all are the you... voices that were around at the time, I mean, the people that were in well, the people that sang instead of him on the album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chester Bennington was on it. Yeah, Chester Bennington. Uh, the guy from Orgy. You will remember Orgy. <laughs> Static X. Wayne Static. Wayne Static, yeah. He's, now his band's still going and they're puppeting... They've got, they got a man dressed up as a dead man in that band now. Oh, yeah, because Wayne Static's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. They've got a man that wears a zombie mask of Zane, Wayne Static has replaced him. I'll be honest. That's fucking metal as fuck. Well, yeah, well, yeah. But they couldn't. The thing Mate, is, if, I, if that happened, if I died, you know, me and Adam have got a pact. Right. If one of us dies, the following Halloween, the other one dresses up as the dead friend, a zombie version. Good. Yeah, it's good. I explained that really badly. You did. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. You'd wear, you'd wear my face. Wear, wear his face. Yeah. So if Adam died, like like Stretch in uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. So if Adam died. I would just dress up as him and just put all like fake blood and stuff and be a zombie version of him. That's our friendship. Yeah, that's uh... costumes. Fletch in this film, it would appear everyone in two thousand and two, no matter what walk of life, wore a mesh top and velvet. And vel- there is so much velvet in this film; it's sickening. Should we get into it? Sexy, sexy Stuart Townsend. Do you know what? I would. Stuart Townsend, not Tom Cruise. Is really bored of immortality. But now he went back to sleep until, because he was bored, he said, I'm going to wait until the world changes. The world does change around him, Fletch. He hears a stirring sound. The sound of the future. The sound of new metal, Fletch. He comes out of his coffee and goes into the city. His it's, frilly dandy costume. Yeah, his frilly dandy uh, velvet costume into the night. The City Night. Do you know Tom Cruise declined this? Yes, he did, yeah. Can you, well, why, why did he? I don't know. I bet he's fucking kicking himself now, though. Well, yeah. So he comes out. He's hungry. He's been asleep since the 90s. Christian Slater. First thing he spots, street punk in a kilt. Gobbles him down like pink. Drinks the man like pink wine. He's going, I'm going to go home. He looks up at his house and he, he gets, can hear this. He gets a pimp. <laughs> yeah. He finds yeah. a pimp. And he finds a pimp and he drinks it dry. Takes his pimp clothes. Yeah. Do you know what? He's the kind of guy who walks around with, like, a jacket and no T-shirt on underneath. Yeah, exactly. Imagine having that sort of confidence, being the the kind of guy who walks around with a jacket and no shirt. Well, that's what he does a lot of this film, Fletch. He's a bloody... He does. He gobbles down the uh, the pimp, street punk, outside. Stan's looking up at his old house, where he did the whole interview with the vampire. And he can hear this sound. he didn't do the interview. Yeah, he was in... He was... He, he was getting interviewed. No, he wasn't. Brad Pitt was getting interviewed. He's the vampire who gets interviewed. Oh, was it? Oh, God, the, oh sorry, I've got it wrong then. Yeah, you got I it completely it was, wrong. Yeah, but either way... 
You know what I mean? It's his house. God, are you not familiar with the Vampire Chronicles, no. Malachi? It's his house. Yeah. I oh, sorry, I got it wrong. It was it was it, Brad Pitt who's telling the story, but Brad Fitt, more like <laughs> swing. Stuart goes back to his house. He can hear this music in in there, and he's haunting. like haunting melodies, and it reminds him. He's like, this is this has put the the blood back in me. New metal is what what I need in my life. I love the little new metal montage that's going on. Well, yeah, he, he, you see the band rehearsing. Like, again, another man in a kilt. That's within seconds. Why did... The drummer's wearing a kilt. What? Why Why so many kilts? 2002, mate. Mesh, kilts, chains, there's a lot. Why did people wear... That was a thing, wasn't it? It was a thing, yeah. Jonathan Davis used to wear a kilt. Oh, he loved the kilt. They had a bagpipe player. He used to play the bagpipes in corn, didn't he? Yeah, and he wore a kilt. Yeah. And like... Do you know Raven used to wear a kilt? The wrestler? Yeah, it was around this sort of time. He used to wear a kilt. Kilts were in. Kilts were in. You see the band rehearsing, playing their mournful tune. But there's one thing missing from this band, Fletch. They are making beautiful music. Soft, angelic tones. That's what they need. They need a voice. As they're playing, they stop dead and they hear this voice coming through and it goes... <laughs> and they look up and there is Stuart Townsend draped across the Marshall stacks with Looking like a total snack. <laughs> total snack. And he's, and, he's, and he's just mouth open going... <laughs> and the woman walks up and she's like, You're beautiful. You're so beautiful. That voice. That voice. She says, Jesus. It's like a joke. It's like a practical joke. Yeah. She says, Jesus, your voice. And the drummer goes, Who the hell are you, man? And he says, I am the vampire Lestat. At this point, we notice that you can't spell Lestat without tat. <laughs> and also, he's totally. <laughs> Jonathan Davis, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you know what he sounds like. <laughs> He's uh, just such a weird... Cho- I know he wrote the soundtrack and everything. Yeah. So he wrote all the songs. Yeah, but he can't and sing great. shit, can he? Well, he can sing, just not in a way that I would consider haunting and beautiful. No, not at all, no. But he would. it would have been his decision, though, wouldn't it? He yeah. would have been like, I'm going to sing, I'm gonna but sing I'm going to be yeah. the vampire. And then, no. sound good, sound good. Like, someone must have known. Yeah. You can't watch this film and not... Not notice not the horrible notice singing voice all the way through it. Someone must have known making this. So he says, I am, vamp- I am the vampire of stat. He says, the band don't believe him. And he says, you're all so beautiful. He walks over to the fit keyboard player and he touches her face and she goes, oh! Your hand, it's so... And he flies across the other side of the room and says, Cold, like a maniac cop. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this, this reminds me when I was in Korea. <laughs> She's getting Korea flashbacks. Yeah. The bass player says, you going to kill us, man? And he says, no, I'm going to make your new metal dreams come true. <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, okay, perfect. Then. It's, to be it's fair, it's, though. Yeah. It's they, a, they are in a new metal band. Yeah. And he made them, as he says, they became my friends, my children, my band. Cut to the intro of the film. It's a smashing pumpkin-style sepia video. From oh, the- it's beautiful. You know what? <laughs> and you know he's what? just going, <laughs> You know what? I had this on DVD, right? And the extras were brilliant. They had all the music videos on it. Right. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I fucking love this film. <laughs> It's good. Stop laughing at it's me. It's really good. Got me through some tough times. About when I was a teenager. Yeah. 15 years old. No one wanted to touch my penis. So he's joined this band and they've instantly become the most famous band in the world. <laughs> instantly. And the whole reason is because he's a vampire. He's a real vampire. Also, he's rich. He's rich, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course he is. I've always wondered how they do that. Because he's got houses all over the place, which we'll get into. Yeah, but does he just turn up at the bank and like... I'll have that one. Well, I, that's hi, what... could, I, could I make a withdrawal, please? And well, they're like, oh, Mr Lestat. Well, that's you what... must be like 400 years old now, but, you know, here's your money. Well, that's what Dracula did. But how? That, that, uh, Dracula's basically a book about buying property. How hard it is to move to another it, country. Yeah, it is, yeah. Is difficult. So they join the band and they become the most famous band in the world. They've got a press conference in London. The band are there. 
but not Stuart, not yet, not Stuart. Somebody says, can you describe your sound? And the, and the keyboard player girl says, sex, blood, and rock and roll. Oh. Oh. Now Lestat is there, but he's there on a giant screen in the background. Everyone in the world seems to be fighting that he's a vampire. So he's done this press conference to tell everyone in the world that he's doing one gig, and it's in Death Valley. A journalist says, from what I understand about vampires, generally, you keep yourselves a secret. And he says, why bother in this day and age? Because what do you know about vampires? They like to keep their identity a secret. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the number one rule with vampires. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah, like that's vampire lore, yeah. that is. There are rumours on the internet that the hidden meanings in your songs are actually old vampire lore. He says, maybe, what are you doing that for? And he says, maybe I'm just trying to resurrect some old friends. So there's vampire secrets in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, song. he's telling, like, vampire secrets. Can you find one? Let's, let's find one. Find me one, and I'll just read it out. Okay. And I'll see if you can get any vampire secrets from it. So this song's called Redeemer. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to read you a bit of this. Okay. Uh, give away some vampire secrets. Okay, then. Okay, okay. Oh, I say I did it. Always searching... You can't fuck with me, so instead you'll taste my pain. I mean, that's just obvious. That's basically putting his address out. What are the secrets? Well, we'll get to Redeemer. Redeemer is the one... It's haunting me. 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 (laughs) Beautiful. Nothing seems exciting. Always the same. I'm hiding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... You look down on me, hey, what you see, take this gift from me, you will all soon be me. What does that mean? You say your life I'm taking, always bothering me. I can't take this anymore. I'm falling, always smothering me. That, that is uh, pissing off all the vampires because they're like, he's telling everyone about... <laughs> he's telling everyone we're weak to sunlight. Yeah. He's telling everyone that... I don't... I don't know. Well, that's it. That we can't fuck with him. Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah, we will. Well, that's it. He's calling them all a bunch yeah, of... Call, he's calling them all a bunch of pussies, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It's, this is basically like what you used to get with gangster rap, but with vampires. <laughs> he's just dropping... Thou art a scoundrel. <laughs> dropping diss tracks on everyone. Yeah. If you were going to buy a castle in England, Fletch, where would you buy it if you were a vampire? Glasto. Glasto. Bang on, straight away. I'm vampire rock star, remember? Vampire rock star. You need to be next to the biggest festival in the country, because mm-hmm. you're probably going to play it at. No, because you're only doing one concert, Death Valley. Oh, yeah. But wait, wait, why is he in England? Glastonbury, mate. Witches and all that. Voodoo. <laughs> they have voodoo in Glastonbury, you weirdo. Well, he's got a big house in Glastonbury. He's got another big castle. He's got a big castle. He's just going to castle in Glastonbury. Uh, yeah, he's just yeah, he's got a castle in Glastonbury, and his manager turns up Don't with uh, two girls, two girls dressed in mesh. Yeah, there's a there's a big establishing shop, and yeah, there's a castle on a hill. He's just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they must have been like they must have driven these girls like two hours to yeah. get there. When they get there, the one the first girl says, "I hear the stack keeps all the girls in the cellar." But it's really nice because you've got food and cable and they give you weed. Is that a thing? Well, I don't know, but the English... Do you know when you were a... <laughs> Do you know when you were in a band, Malika? Yeah. Did you keep women in the cellar and just give them cable and weed? No. Shed and Radio 4. And uh, Lestat appears and his manager says, Oh, these are the girls that you asked for. And he hangs out with them for a bit. And they just, you know, have a bit of a, like, a three-way... But then he starts crawling on the ceiling. He crawls up the walls because they start playing more of his beautiful music. No, that's Static X. Oh, is it? St- oh, sorry. I fucking know the band. No one songs playing. Sounds the fucking same. Oh. Yeah, he crawls up on the ceiling, uh, drops down on them like a vampire, and, and feasts on their uh, on their teenage flesh. Jesse sleeps in a room full of dolls. A voice, a voice calls to me in my dreams. The same dreams I've had since I was six. That's really specific. Is yeah. Well, she's dreaming about when she was six and she was an orphan. And within the dreams, she was part of a vampire family. Ooh. Her auntie is sending her away to live with some humans. And she's like, I don't want to go. And she's like, you need to be with your own kind. And her auntie starts to cry blood. And she touches it and she goes to, goes to put it in her mouth. And she's like, don't, you're not a vampire. That's not for you. So cool. 
Yeah. She's dead cool, isn't it? It's dead cool. Yeah. She wakes up all, you know, she's had the nightmare again. So she gets, makes herself a coffee, puts on MTV. The soothing sound of Jonathan Davis is coming out of the TV. <laughs> the new MTV News. I'll kill all your milk. Although the band hails from New Orleans, the singer claims that to be an 18th century nobleman from France. The video for Redeemer is on TV. She's doing some office work, drinking a coffee, and at this point, she notices the words that Fletch said to you earlier, the very same words, and she's like, hang on a minute, that, that rings a bell with me. She starts checking some of her, like, old tech vampire texts, <laughs> and she's like, this makes sense. This makes sense with this song about... They don't come out in the day, do they? They do. Oh, my God. There's some implied rules of the world of Queen of the Damned. Well, she instantly knows what he's talking about. Yeah. There's some, there's some really weird implied rules. Like, like that no one knows... No one can perceive how weird Jonathan Davis's voice is. <laughs> and to, I guess, up to this point, they didn't realise that vampires don't like the song. And they're all just, they all just kind of go, okay. Talamasca, Fletch. What's Talamasca? It's the Paranormal Society. Oh, yeah. Is that, a, is that a thing within the books or is that a real thing? I've been trying to join for years, pal. You won't believe all the shit I've seen. They still won't let me join. Really? Yeah. What Met a witch once. Really? Yeah. What happened? I went up to her and I asked her if she wanted directions to the gun show. She set my dick on fire. I had to punch myself in the dick to put it out. Talamasca is the centre for paranormal studies in London. Yeah. London, England. Jessie's there giving them all a talk about... She's like, I was at home the other day listening to this music mm-hmm. whilst reading a book about vampires and I was like, hold on. He's singing about this pub. Uh, we've just read the lyrics to that song. He never mentions any of the things that she points out in this lecture. Yeah, they add it to the film. Yeah. They add it just for that scene. Yeah. And... I don't get it. Why didn't they just put it in the fucking song? <laughs> I don't know. Because she says, basically, she got... This is what she got from that song. All the vampires used to hang out in a pub. Uh, this is where it is. You follow this road and you'll get there. And she got the whole address and everything. She'd been down staking it out. She's got the address from the song. She got the address from the song, yeah. It's at the end of Marlin. She's got a map. She's pointing to it. <laughs> And she it's says, the I f- end of and she's like, I found, I found a private club in the same location, and I think it's a vampire coven. And Lestat is leading me to it with this obvious song. That's the secret. That's the secret that's in there. The, the pub where they all go when they're in London. Right. So not, you can't fuck with me. Read it. That, that is the joy of literature and of songwriting, Fletch, isn't it? You, you read into it whatever you like. <laughs> The guy at the t- one of the snooty British X-Files people says, Who took these pictures? You're not supposed to be doing field work. There, there is a code. And she says, I know, sir. Observe the dark realm, but just don't become part of it. Yeah. And he says, yes, we must just record, but never interfere with the dark side. Yeah. Observe, observe the darkness, but never be of it. Yeah, never be in it. <laughs> That sounds a bit boring. Maybe I don't want to join him. She says, I had to see it myself. I had to see it for myself. And she and they say, is Doctor Who aware that you've been looking around at this shit? Doctor Who walks in and goes, Jesse? And she's like, fucking Doctor Who, I'm really sorry. And she's like, and Doctor Who says, come into my office. We need to talk about these vampire people. Jessie goes into Doctor Who's office and she tells him all the knowledge that she knows about Lestat. But Doctor Who is really worried... And he says, look, we've, we already know about Lestat. We know what he's doing. It's written down in this. It's fucking obvious. You've heard that song. You heard the message in there. We can all hear it from his beautiful voice. Can you not feel it? And she says, but why is he doing it? Doctor Who's like, vampires, mate. They're nutters. Let me show you this. And, and he goes over to the other side of the office. And he gets out an oil painting. He says, look at this fella. Yeah? Gets out another one. Look at this fella. Gets out another one. Look at this fella. Do you recognise something? Do you, do you know what she said? It looks a bit like the crow. So they have paintings. Yeah, paintings. And there's like the paintings of the same man doing self-portraits for all the ages of painting. Basically, then up to like the 60s style painting at the end. And he says, his name is Marius. I've been tracing him for years. He's as close as you can get to the original vampire. But he's fucking well old. 
It's this just like, what's this got to do with anything? Show me this the crow in a load of paintings. She says, don't you see, he made Lestat. And she says, how do you know that? And he says, because I got his fucking diary, mate. That's a bit of a yeah. invasion of privacy there. And he says, look, do you want to see it? This is a really shit paranormal society. I'm yeah. going to say this now. Yeah, it is, yeah. Doctor Who takes off his glasses and he says, promise me you won't go back to that vampire pad. It's too dangerous there. It's just not worth it. And she says, look, I'll think about it, Doctor Who. I'm going to go and sit down and read me a bit of this journal. A Mediterranean island. The sexy Lestat awakes in a grand bedroom, clutching his face. He looks really peaky, Fletch. He looks pretty ill. He's confused. He's ill. He stumbles to get dressed, and he noticed in the corner an oil painting of himself, as if he is laying strewn there like some kind of meat for someone to paint. Which is exactly what you do with meat. What has happened? I always paint my meat. Paint my meat. I've seen you painting your meat. I told you, if you're staying over, don't paint your meat. I painted your bathroom with my oh. meat. Stuart Townsend, he's, he's, tried, he's panicked. He sees this photo, this, this painting, he's like, fuck! This is the equivalent of waking up in somebody's room and just finding a load of photos. But they didn't have photos, but they had oil paintings. So he's like, I need to get out, I need to get out. A sound from the balcony. Marius appears. Oof. Oh, the stats, welcome! What the fuck? What's his voice going to be like? A French voice. What's the French voice like? Oh, the stats. Oh, it's going to be gonna one be of them of, episodes, yeah, isn't I can't it? Think of it? I can't think of a good voice for him. Good. I'm glad. I'm Blab Pierre. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay. Marius appears in the balcony. As not Tom Cruise is trying to escape and he says, Ah, the statue, I welcome, yes. He says, Who are you? Do I know you? And he says, I'm the crow, not Brandon Lee, the French one who killed Iggy Pop. And the stat tries to run away and he just like goes, Ooh. <laughs> like Kenneth Williams. Yeah, he just, he just sasses him, doesn't he? He's just like, There's no point trying to escape. So loquacious. Yeah, that's it. Lestat tries to run, but the crow fights him in slow motion. He swings on an invisible wire. Oh, these in slow motion. Thing. Every time a vampire flies at someone in this film, it goes in slow they motion. They kind of do a weird swing after them, like they're clearly being pulled along by a cable. Yeah, it looks so bad. And they and they did it. It must have been one of them scenarios where they're like, "This is We've the just best. Got to do it. This We've is the best take we've gotten." Yeah. So he, he jumps and he lands on Stuart Townsend and he's just trying to escape and he bike fucks him. <laughs> and then basically just go, ah, ah, for ages. And then Lestat dies. But he's like, oh, don't worry. It is just your human body dying. And then Stuart Townsend sits up and he does the Kirsten Dunst line from the first film and says, more, because he's a greedy little piggy. Ugh. At least, they, at least they kept in the uh, homoerotic overtones oh, from the just, book. Just a little bit. They managed that, yeah. at least. So after all this, this he, he decides, Marius, I'm going to take you for a walk, tell you about the vampire ways. They go for a walk on the beach and they eat some sailors. <laughs> and then the crow says, look, you greedy pig, don't drink the last little bit, because if you do, you're drinking the death and you'll die. Because that is, that is plot. That's Remember plot. that for the end of the film. Uh, that's how they kill Lestat, but not really kill him in the first film. Well, that's him telling it. That, this is a prequel to that, so he doesn't Because he's all that. like, absent. So he tells them all the vampire rules while they're walking along the beach. As they're walking along the beach, they come across a fire. A group of gypsies playing fiddles and instruments of the time. And Lestat's like, hey, this is all right, isn't it? Let's go and hang out with these people. And the crow's like, no, we can't hang out with the gypsies on the beach! Stat goes over and he notices hippie girl playing violin, playing it really well. He's like, oh, let's have a go on your violin there, fella. Soaring a fiddle. Picks up a violin. Lestat plays it furiously. At first, he's dueling with her, playing harmoniously, but then he goes off for her. She goes off like fucking, like a man possessed. He frightens the gypsies with furious violin solos. A lead guitar solo that has not even been invented yet. So the gypsy people are frightened, Fletch. The metal frightens them. It frightens them, the metal. They fear it. They feel like, oh! They don't understand hot licks from the future. So in the end, that's their undoing. The crow's like, you fucking idiot. 
stop being Eddie Van Halen. Now we've got to eat all these people and they gobble them down and drink them like pink wine. And it's all because of the devil's music. Lestat just feels really guilty about eating all the hippies. I feel like... And he goes home and plays the violin for hours. I feel like the reason that I liked this film so much as a teenager was that it was just so relatable. So yeah, after, after that, they, they eat the hippies and they set them on fire and the crow's really pissed off. Yeah, Lestat goes out and he's playing the violin because he's like, fuck you, Dad, I'm going to go home and play my riffs. <laughs> play some sweet riffs. Play some sweet riffs. Marius, what he likes to do is nighttime painting the sea. Stuart, in there, riffing off, furious, just like... You know how, like, Lestat can play the violin supernaturally fast? Yeah. Can Marius paint supernaturally fast as well? Is it the well, same thing? Well, uh, yeah, he did, because when he... When he, he just goes... He, he just does paints. it later on in the film, doesn't he, when he comes to the present day? He leaves a, he leaves a painting in, in Lestat's room. He just... What, does he paint it there? Vampires, mate. Who knows? They're a very secretive group of people. <laughs> Everyone knows Everyone that. Everyone knows that, you fucking idiot. So yeah, Lestat is fucking riffing hard in the house because he's like, fuck you, Marius, because you're technically my dad. It's like, the, it's like the scene from that Twisted Sister video. Exactly, yeah. During his fury, he ends up finding a, some kind of key on the floor and he opens a secret door in Marius's house. The bow? That's it, the bow, yes. The bow violently whips from his hand. Yes. And slides across the floor behind a cabinet, mm. which he moves and then finds a hidden switch on the floor. Opens a secret door in Marius' Mediterranean castle. With gas-powered lanterns yeah, that it, light up as a, he walks through. A corridor of fire. They've got motion detectors on them, obviously. Yeah. And then as soon as he... Well, energy saving, mate. He's been around for hundreds of years. He knows how it goes. Don't burn off all the fossil fuels in the Mediterranean island. Well, he gets there. He gets to the end of this corridor of fire... And at the end of the corridor, fire! There's a big wooden door, but then the big wooden door bursts open. It explodes! Explodes to reveal a big, like, throne room. And inside, two statues at the end of a moat, surrounded by fire. A statue of the king and the queen of the vampires. The original vampires, Fletch. This film is so horny. It is just... Mm, that's, if you could describe this film in a sound, I think it's like... Mm. Whilst inside, don't forget, he's, he's got his violin because he's been riffing furiously. And the Queen statue beckons to Lestat mentally. And he says, would you like me to play for you? And he does. He goes and he riffs one off on the violin in front of the Queen. And the riffs are so furious that, that they telepathically link through science and music and corn. It was relatable. Because yeah. I used to kind of do that when I was a kid in my room. I used to play guitar to a picture of WWE's Lita. Never moved once for me. During the telepathy mind sex scene, the statue starts moving, Fletch. The sexy statue starts moving and he notices that the hand is beckoning him. So he goes over and he looks at the hand of the statue and he's like, that is a living creature. I can see its veins. And he sticks his fangy, fangy teeth into the veins of the Queen, and he drinks from the purest blood that vampires have ever known, and it sends him bonkers! So with vampires, right, and with especially with this film, yeah. biting people and sucking their blood and stuff is a metaphor for sex, isn't it? Mm. In most vampire films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, essentially what we've just seen is that Lestat has gone and played to a statue. And then knobbed the it. The statue moved and he's just gone, oh, it moved! Yeah, and he's it, fucked it. Yeah, he, wants to, he fucked it. But in his mind, French Crow is out on the beach and he senses a disturbance in the vampire force. Lestat is tripping balls on fucking vampire voodoo queen blood. And he passes out on the floor. Now the pure vampire blood has sent Lestat bonkers. The Crow has to chain him up, basically. And he's like, You've, what have you done? You fucking idiot, what have you done? And he chains him to a bed and, and makes him go cold turkey. But Stuart Townsend's rising around all sexy with his top off, <laughs> going, Her blood is like liquid fire! Who is she? So the crow sits down and tells him who she is. The crow is like, Look, mate, you don't know what you've done. And he's like, Yeah, that tasted fucking wicked. I fucking. I want to drink some more sexy vampire blood. And he's like, No! You need to calm down. You've gone too far. She doesn't respect anything apart from blood. And he's like, well, I can, I can live with that. Lestat later wakes that night, uncuffed. The house is cold. 
Marius is nowhere to be seen. There is no more fire in the walls. There are no more candles about the place. And more importantly, there are no more sexy vampire statues downstairs. Oh. Ah. In the end, we are all alone with nothing but the cold, dark wasteland of eternity. Mm-hmm. Jesse is reading this because, oh yeah, by the way, this is a flashback. It was like 20 minutes long because this is Jesse reading the book. Jesse weeps as she closes the book. <laughs> Did she weep? Yeah, she's weeping as she closes the book. <laughs> this is it, Fletch. What happens next? Jesse, she's go. She's following the lyrics of Jonathan Davis. She's following that that lyrical map that has led her all the way down Mile End <laughs> in London, England, foggy old London town, to this dark pub on the corner. She's going to the vampire pub. She disguises herself as a goth. As a goth, of course she, she does. does. Yeah, she's got a fur coat on. Another fur coat. Do but- you know what my favourite thing about the Lost Boys is? The head vampire is just this bloke in a pastel suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not... He's not a He's just the lamest bloke ever. Yeah. Do you reckon there really is a vampire pub there? Ask Jonathan Davis. Should we go and have a look? Let's go and have a look. Have there you ever been actually, to a vampire there, Actually, no. There is a pub actually near there where I think that it actually is. It is the back end of the London dungeon, which I do actually drink when I go into London. Is it a vampire pub? I don't think it's a vampire pub, no. It's like... Good, because you've got to watch out. Yeah, I'll be careful, because I've seen this film, mate. I don't I'm not to joking, you've got to watch out. Vampires are fucking bastards, you know. Well, you know how you can tell it's a vampire pub? Ow. Tricky, for one, is on. They're playing Tricky on the soundtrack. She sneaks in, because she sees some vampires dressed in mesh going in with business douches. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're taking in business douches to drink, and that's basically what this bar is for. Hot people in shiny, shiny stuff drinking business douches at bars. There's a spooky band as well. There's a spooky band? There's a spooky band playing. Why aren't tricky? Well, the, 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 the music's playing and then she walks into one bit and there's a spooky band and they're all playing like upright drums like the Velvet Underground because they're vampires. Ooh. Union Jack Vampire Milf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. She gets hassled at the bar by a man that looks like Suggs, but he's got a really... He does look <laughs> like Suggs. Yeah. I swear it. He looks yeah. like Suggs. Do you know what they should have called Suggs? He would have done it. Yeah, he would have done he'll, it. He'll yeah. do it, won't he? But his, his uh, street punk friends are the Union Jack Vampire Milf and uh, Baldman. And they're like, who's your host? And she says, Marius. A voice hears this. In the distance, almost like the cantina bar in Star Wars, a pair of red eyes shine out from the table. The stats here. He's having a drink on his own in the dark. Has he been waiting for someone to work just, out this song? Well, he's just down the vampire pub, just having a having a few jars. <laughs> Why is he there? Because he's been sending a message. Well, this is it. Jesse gets in trouble and Suggs and the street punks beat her, go to beat her up outside. Also, how do they not know he's there? I don't know. He's just there having... They're like, we're going to kill this guy. They follow Jess outside. And uh, they have a slow-mo vampire attack, which we've explained happens all the way through this film. Sug says, going somewhere, this lonely hurt a little bit, and you might like it. Because he looks like Suggs, but he talks like that. He talks like Kenneth Williams. Yeah. Lestat comes out and superhero kicks all the fucking vampires and the MILF hisses. I love that. She goes... (laughs) (laughs) She's a vampire. That's what vampires do, Malachi. Jesse's on the floor, a bit of a mess. Lestat just goes, boo. And he's really sassy. Hang on, hang on. He goes, boo. And boo. Boo. And he says, he secretes it. Instead of talking, he just secretes the word, boo. He says, you should be more careful. So you know Marius? She says, I know a lot of things. And Stuart says, not enough to stay alive, apparently, because he's a sassy fucking bitch. He is so sassy. This is where he goes into full sass. He's like, and she says, as he's walking away, she says, your song, Redeemer, it's about the girl with the violin. (laughs) And he stops. And he says, is it? What else do you think you'll know? You're shaking. She says, I'm cold. She says, tell me more about me. And he pushes her against a wall and puts a thumb on a bit of glass. Ooh, tetanus. And she says, you want? He says, what? She goes, you want? He says, what? <laughs> you yearn. What do I yearn? 
pops a finger on the glass, a little bit of blood, starts drinking it. Mm. Mm. And she says to walk with the living. And he gets all offended and sassy and says, well, that makes you a very clever librarian. Or should I say, Talamascan? And he says, uh, I knew I'd left that journal somewhere. The bloody Doctor Who got it. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who's nicked it. Yeah. And he says, was it a good read? And she says, it touched me. And he gets all like, oh, like he's going to eat. And he says, ah, don't worry. Your kind don't satisfy my thirst. And he just sasses her and walks off. And she says, wait. I still know one thing that wasn't in the song. He's like, what? In the book. Yeah, in the book. He says, what? You still have the violin. After all, it's only human. And he flies slow motion towards her and sasses her right in the face. (laughs) He's just powered by pure sass. Yeah. And he flies off home and looks at the violin. Cut to Hollywood. We know it's Hollywood because the Hollywood sign is right there. Lestat has got a house. No. Nay, a castle. Right in front of the Hollywood Hills that him and his band are living in. They're all watching TV. Swimming swimming pools full of blood in the house. Is it? Yeah, he's got swimming pools full of blood in the house. That doesn't sound very hygienic. No, it doesn't. Not in this day and age. Lestat, downstairs in his room, relaxing in a swanky metal coffin with his headphones on, learning all his songs. (laughs) For the big gig, listening to the beautiful voice of Jonathan Davis. While he's there listening to himself, and you can hear like bonga tanka bonga tanka ticka ticka in the background, he sits bolt upright and he notices there's a fucking you do put that paint in there. He's like, I know who did painting, F- fucking French crow. The crow. The crow. Marius is here after all these years. Stuart swaggers into the living room. Oh. Marius is sat there reading a magazine. Stuart Townsend is wearing a. No shirt. No shirt. But a blue velvet blazer. Yeah. And... Leather trousers. Leather trousers. Marius is sat there wearing the same get-up at the start as that he had on for the whole film. The red dressing gown. A good one. Red smoking jacket. Yeah. Red velvet. Marius says, it's good to see you, Lestat. And Lestat says, still wearing the old fashions, I see. He says... Oh, you bitch. He says, old habits die hard. And he says... How on earth did you manage to live through the 50s looking like that in red velvet? The stats basically dressed the same, but he's got a blue one on. He's like, I slept. Yeah, I slept. And he said, I saw a few things. I know about Elvis. I know about Elvis. And you're bigger than him now. He says, yes, I am. And he says, 200 years and not a word from you. And he's like, well, I've always known where you are. At this time, they're just sassing. It's like watching a couple of cats. He says, you almost cost me everything. Smouldering sass off in the room, and he says, And now you're doing it again. How did you find me? says Stuart Townsend. And the crow says, All I had to do was just look for the most gauche house on the block. <laughs> oh no, he did it! Oh my god! <laughs> Hang on a sec. 911, what's your emergency? Hello? I'd like to report a fucking Lestat says, come, let me show you what it means to live in the light. And they fly to a giant billboard of the band and they sit on a picture of his dick. Yes, they sit on his dick. And look at this guy. They sat out there looking across the city and the crow says, do you know what, mate? It might be time for you to start expecting some company because your beautiful music seems to have awoken a few old friends. And they stop and they go, listen, can you hear it? And they can hear... The vibes of Aaliyah through the vampire. They can Jenna. hear her empty chair. Yeah, they can hear that she's moved. And he goes, what's happened? And, she, and he goes, well, she's got up because of you with your beautiful voice. Remember that violin situation? I had to run off. Yeah, you've done it again, mate, by putting it on the telly. Everyone can hear that. She's killed the king, gobbled him down, absorbed his power. That's where we are today. And he's like, yeah, what about it? Good, he says. He says, well, let her come. Crow says, cancel the concert. Just cancel the concert. You've pissed off all the vampires, mate. They're all going to come and beat you up. And he says, never. He says, the crow says, you are no match for her. You are not a god. And he says that in the most sassy French accent. That I'm you not are even, not a god. I'm not, not going to attempt to do it. Back at the vampire pub, 
everyone's dancing. Now everyone has got like full rubber gear on. The stat sexy voice is playing through the PA and on monitors, everyone is meshed up to fuck now. Mate, it's some powerful, powerful milfs. There are some powerful milfs in that bar. But they they pale in comparison to the queen as she enters the room. Everyone's looking at her because it's fucking Aaliyah. The queen of the vampires is here, Fletch. She looks amazing. She sees on the video screen Stuart Townsend miming to Jonathan Davis and Sug says, Well, do you like him, don't you? All, that re- all that's going to remain of him soon is a pile of bones because all the vampires are really pissed off that he's been telling all our secrets. So we're going to the pop concert to murder him. And she says, Oh, really? Is that what you plan to do? And then she does hypnotic belly dancing and pulls Suggs towards her with her hypnotic dance, removes the heart from the man and eats it. The lyrics to the song at this point, the, the Jonathan Davis lyrics are, wow. Why is everything so fucking hard for me? You really do remain the same age at the age that you got famous at. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she does. She sets everyone on fire and leaves the leaves the bar on fire and wanders into the night, looking like um, the the girl from uh, Mars Attacks, <laughs> slinking off into she the night. She does do a slinky yeah. walk. I like it. Lestat, however, is just chilling out on the satellite dish, and he informs us that the gig is totally sold out, and he's pissed off all the vampires in the world, and they're all coming. And it shows a scene that flashback to his press conference at the start of the film and there's a group of street punk vampires watching it in New York City they're even coming the day of the gig Jessie arrives at the show she pulls up in a taxi and the crowd queue up outside again everybody's dressed like the early 2000s Papa Roach is playing Papa Roach is playing she gets out of the taxi and she's dressed like a hot greb a scalper offers her a ticket for the festival that she's about to go to. Did you not notice his beautiful voice, though, as he offered those tickets? Yeah, when he was all like, Hey, you want some tickets? Yeah, and dig it. Yeah. Lestat's manager's there picking up girls to take back from the stat to eat, as we saw earlier on. Jessie and the clueless goss girl get picked to, take, to go to Lestat's house. At the house, Lestat is surprised to see Jessie all the way from London. He says, Ah... A London goth. <laughs> I would have tagged you for a Talamascan. And he smoulders. And she says, maybe in another life. The white hot sexual chemistry is almost too much to handle at this point. He sends the other goth home. And the manager's like, believe me, it's all right. He was going to eat you like pork pie. He's like, why are you here? Why are you here? And Jessie's like, I've got your diary, Bab. Have you ever had a pie in London? It's fucking rubbish, man. Yeah. Never eat a pie down south. She's come all this way to give her, to give him the, uh, the the diary back, and he wants she wants an exchange for Lestat to finally turn her into a vampire, and then we get the love scene with lots of flying like Superman Four. So why does she want to be a vampire? Because it's cool and sexy. It's she's not just, well explained. To well, that, no, they, they 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 fly off like Superman Four and land yeah. on a beach, and they have that whole conversation where he says. The only reason you're beautiful to me is because you're human and fragile and I'm immortal. And I might break you and if I turn you into a vampire, then I wouldn't want to fuck you anymore. Oh. Yeah. That's... That... that, Okay. Let's just unpack that a little bit. Yeah. And she's... she's The only reason he finds her attractive is because he could totally murder her at any moment. Yeah. That's a bit fucked, isn't it? Yeah. And she's like, look, I'm not bothered, I want to be a vampire. He's like, look, all right, you think it's glamorous, do you? I'll take you down the park and I'll murder a MILF right in front of you. And she's like, do you like it now while I'm eating hot MILF? And he's got MILF all over his face. (laughs) And she's like, no. And he fucks off into the night. He just leaves her in a park in London. The gig has started, Fletch. What? (laughs) (laughs) Disturbed the opening for them. Oh, oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Stop shouting David oh. Drainman noises in my face. Cues, <laughs> cues of cars. Who is at this gig? Everyone in the world is at this fucking gig. How do you... There's no fence. There's no fence. They said it's sold out. People are queuing up. And there's like literally... It's obviously a CGI thing, but... As we said earlier... Mate, they got 3,000 goths to come in for this. There's more than 3,000 goths there. In the actual... In, this, in the... 
the flyover shot when it's the concert and it, it, there's like f- turrets of fire coming out disturbed to play and there's a queue of cars but down on the ground it's like this ever- is like the Ben-Hur of goth films <laughs> there was literally millions of people there normal people but again wearing mesh and cyber dog gear and groups of vampires in Victorian clothes just dotted around just looking really annoyed I... <laughs> I used to have a, a pair of Cyberdog trousers. I bet you did. They're glow-in-the-dark zips on them. Lestat arrives backstage and he's all really smooth and he's like, hello, my children, to all of the other bands that are there supporting. They were probably our people, but I don't fucking know who they are. He walks past them smooth as fuck. They probably are people. Yeah, from bands like new metal bands or somewhere. You don't see Disturbed. You hear them playing live, yeah. but you don't actually see them. Could they not get Disturbed in? Maybe. Jesse's in the crowd, but so is Doctor Who. He's got a plane all the way from London, England. And he shouts, Jesse, but Jesse doesn't see him. Marius sees him and he says, hello, David. Hello, David. I must show you my new painting sometime. And he disappears into the night. Uh, you don't need tickets for this. There's no fence. There's, there's no, no entrance. There's nothing. Showtime, Fletch. Showtime. The crowd start chanting, last stat, last stat, and the band begin to play. Fire flies out, and then the stat flies down and starts singing. He opens his mouth. He opens his mouth. Looking, waiting. And chants everybody. <laughs> he sings to wow. the... He looks, the lip syncing, it clearly isn't him singing. Yeah. But he does a whole song. They do a whole song. The voice doesn't match his face at all no not at all it's so weird I feel like this was a really vain choice to keep his voice yeah as the voice of the vampire I don't know actually it's terrible maybe they were like oh we should get because they're it's like fucking terrible. they're like the biggest like they're the biggest new metal band around at the moment let's get him to voice the vampire like on paper it makes loads of sense yeah but but it just looks so bad yeah so they yeah. do the first song, the knocking, waiting song. They do a whole song. And then while, while yeah. they're doing the song, Jesse's getting closer to the front. Doctor Who's looking more worried. And more vampires are turning up. The clusters of pissed up vampires are just wearing hoods. Fucking, remember we mentioned that Jesse was having nightmares that she'd had since she was six years old at the start of this film? Yeah. Our auntie from that dream, she's got a bloody ticket to the concert. She's there. Oh. And they're like... It's, oh, you don't want that, do you? You don't yeah. want to go to a sexy vampire rock concert and, and see your auntie there. there. No. Doesn't matter because Jesse is hypnotised by the beautiful voice of Jonathan Davis right at the front. The second song starts. He goes, "Do you want more?" And during the second song, all the pissed off vampires just like storm the stage and start fighting. Instead of just having Jonathan Davis's voice singing. They should have just ADR'd the entire film. With his real voice. With Jonathan Davis's voice over Stuart Townsend. Yeah. So, yeah, all the vampires that are pissed off and in the crowd, the, the evil vampires start attacking the stat. So the crow gets out and starts helping the stat. He karate chops Karate chops. <laughs> he does a karate chop and Lestat does some capoeira. Yeah, and then they cheer and everyone's like, yeah, this is part of the show. And then... Fog ascends onto the concert. A rumbling fire. And then boom, out of the floor. The queen. (laughs) The queen is here. She flies out of the floor and she basically gets Lestat and they fly away. That's it. They get one song. Yeah, that's it. I pointed out at this point when we were watching this the other day. This reminds me of the end of an 80s film, like a concert at the end of a film, like Bill and Ted or something. <laughs> well, that no one gets to hear any songs. Well, no, yeah, but then, and there's a big, like, and all the people are just into it. Like, at the end of Bill and Ted, like, when they bring all those people, that wouldn't be acceptable. The Battle of the Bands? Yeah. Do you remember who they beat? Primus. They beat Primus in the Battle of the Bands. So, Lestat and uh, Aaliyah fly off into the night to a romantic beach. The Queen tells Lestat that all of her wishes have come true. His beautiful singing voice was on par with his magic violin riffage from hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and it's brought her back to life. And now she needs him to be her sexy king. 
and it's just smouldering. They're both like like mm, smouldering at each other on a beach for ages. And they're like, where do we go from here? How can you get any more new metal? How can you get any more smouldering? I tell you what, you need two things. You need a bath full of petals and you need the Deftones. Nice. <laughs> nice. And you get another guy, another guy who can't sing wailing over the film. California. Mojave Desert. Jessie is now in the place that she's been dreaming about since she was six years old. She's finally home, back with her family. Her sexy auntie appears. Reunited at last, she says, you haven't aged a day. And she's like, vampire. And basically she says, I've I've got like loads of human family and we're the good vampires. So she's allowed back in then? Yeah, you're allowed back in. Because we're good vampires and we are responsible for the human race because we've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. So this is my family tree. So I am basically the mother of existence, the mother of all humans. Lestat wakes up, a king in paradise. The sun, oh, it's in my face! But the sun doesn't matter to him because he's that powerful now, Fletch. He can walk outside among the men. He goes to walk outside among the men, but they're all fucking dead. His sexy wife's there. Aaliyah. Nice. Fucking beautiful in this film. Oh, you, and got, he says, like, oh, you got a bit sad yeah. then, didn't you? Oh, mate. And she, and she says, you are my king and this is, this is your kingdom. And he says, what? A kingdom of corpses because he's doubting the king. That's metal as fuck yeah. though, isn't it? And, she says, and he says, why would I want a kingdom of corpses? And she says, why not? Dead metal. And she says, is this why you've risen? To kill everyone? And she says, no. We should give the world something to worship. Come, my love. We have beef to settle. (laughs) We got beef. We got beef. The beef is with the good vampire families. They're all worried about the queen coming to smash everything to bits. The evil king and queen arrive through the door like the door in stars in their eyes. Smoky, Egyptian, they walk in and they face off the good vampires. The world has changed since you reigned, says Sexy Auntie. Elia's like, I don't give a shit, right? Now, we're just going to eat everyone. We've been talking about it. We don't care. You people are merely food. I'm going to eat the fucking lot of you. Do you know what really got me about this? What's that? When I was younger. What? Well, so we meet the good vampires. So these are the good vampires now. Yeah. Um, they're just horrible. <laughs> they're just a weird hippie coven. Well, they've been around for hundreds of years. Look how sexy everyone else in this film I want to go is. I the sexy Egyptians, thanks. Yeah. The Queen tells Lestat, you've got to prove that you love me by murdering that Jessie girl that's been a pain in the ass of the film, even though I don't know who she is. Yeah, but, what? Yeah. But murder her, and he says, well, she doesn't mean that to me, what's the point? And she says, uh... Do it! <laughs> so he goes over and he says, Right, okay. Jesse says, It's okay. I'm ready for it. The stat turns to Jesse, slow mo, smouldering, and he sinks her teeth into her. He kills her. She lies limp on the floor like meat, and then he goes over and she's like, Come over here, king. Ha <laughs> ha, let me see what he did. Have a bit of that. He Have goes, a bit of queen blood. Give me my crown. Yes, which means I want to gobble some queen blood. But he, he starts drinking from the Queen, but then he gives the crow a knowing look and he's going, I've got a plan! This has all been a ruse the whole time! I'm going to fucking kill the Queen! And then all of the family come and start nibbling on her and the old man's sucking on her. He's doing it, he's sucking on Aaliyah's shoulder. Yeah. I, I bet that was the best day of his life, well, that's getting it. some Aaliyah's shoulder. They all attack the Queen. But yeah, Lestat goes in. But sexy auntie says, No, Lestat, if you take the final drop... The plot drop, he will die. So she says, I'll do it, I'll do it. And she drinks the final drop, thus taking the life from the Queen. And she turns black. The special effects are amazing. It literally like sprayed her black, haven't they? Yeah, it looks wicked. And she just explodes. And that's basically the end. And then they turn around and sexy auntie has gotten into her best Holy Mary pose. Yeah, that's it. And she's like, oh. Yeah, to turn into a statue. That doesn't explode. It doesn't explode. Yeah, she's there because vampires turn into statues. Then we think it's over. Doctor Who's in his office. Gets a knock at the door from Jesse. Jesse Lestat. Go and see him and say, by the way, we're definitely vampires now. And he's like, oh, you pair of buggers. All right. 
And they, didn't they give him, did they give him the book back? I can't remember. They give him the book back. Yeah, and then say so we're going on a vampire holiday. Yeah. And then, hello, David. Hello, David. He just wants to show him his new painting. Yeah. Which he means is vampire crow dick. The end. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that film. I've had to watch it a couple of... Well, I haven't had to, but I've watched that about four times in the past couple of weeks. I think I've watched it about a million times. Mm. I've... <laughs> Great. Is it the best film ever? No. No, it's not. What? Terminator's the best film ever, we know that. No. How many sexy vampires are in The Terminator? Not a one. Not a one. Mm. Not a one of them vampires is sexy in that film. Okay. Not a one of them. Stars. How many do you I want? I don't know. Them? All of them. All of them. Million. Million stars. We enjoyed stars. that one. We loved it. It was good. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap. Is that it? Well, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the film. Oh, we got anything else? I don't want the film to end. Well, it's ended. <sighs> Should we watch it again? We'll watch it again. We're, guys, we're going to go and put Queen of the Damned on again. Thank you for joining us this week. Please remember to like, subscribe. Please leave us a comment on the Apple one because apparently it's good. Stop calling it the Apple one. What's it called? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Pie. What the fuck? Such an old man. I don't care. Join us next week when we're doing another film. We don't know what it is. That probably won't have Jonathan Davis's haunting sexy voice. Oh, I know what it is. What? Superman 4. (laughs) 